0: Today we are going to be dealing with a title that I have termed Expectation is the Breeding Ground for Miracles. Expectation is the Breeding Ground for Miracles. There is a dimension and a place where God has created upon every humanity as an institution that in that dimension that's where a miracle, a breakthrough can come and lie. Miracles that don't just come and lie anywhere but there's a ground that is called expectation. So your expectation it must be created and there must be a room in your mind that creates that place of expectation. So this afternoon we'll be dealing with, uh, I'll be dealing with about four things that we should expect whenever we come to church or when we are for an assembly or in a meeting like this, four things that we are going to be dealing with. So I want to put them down so that when I run them, it's going to be easy for me. The first thing that uh, we must look at when we come to the House of God on a Sunday, on a Monday, Wednesday or Friday, the first thing is they must be encounters. Somebody shout encounters. Encounter. I don't hear you. Encounter. I don't hear you.
1: Encounter.
0: Then the second thing is transformation. Somebody shout transformation. Transformation. The fourth thing is love. Somebody shout love.
1: Love.
0: The third thing is love. The fourth is impartation. Somebody shout impartation. So, when we come to the house of God, there are a lot of things we should expect you when know, I coming to the house of God, but these are four things that I've uh, computed to give you today. So these four things, that is encounter, then transformation, love, and impartation should take place. I'm going to explain. Whenever we come to the house of God, one thing that we have to understand, the gospel itself, the gospel that we preach each and every time, the gospel that we preach each and every time, is infested with exact indices that measures spiritual growth, the gospel that we preach at the end of the time, from January, February, March, and April. That uh, God has infested that gospel with exact indices that measures your spiritual growth. So your spiritual growth uh, is not just growth uh, that cannot be explained. whereby you just say I'm growing marginally. They must be exact indices that you can use. When you use those exact indices, they are going to help you to measure your growth spiritually. Number one, as I will give you uh, these uh, nuggets that are, are going to help us as we expoundulate the word of God. Number one, one of the uh, indices that we can use to measure our spiritual growth is uh, your degree and dexterity in comprehending the image and character of Christ in experience. Number one, your degree and dexterity in comprehending the image and the character of Christ in experience is one of the indices that are scattered in the scripture that we can use to measure our spiritual growth. So sometimes when you want to measure your spiritual growth, you don't just measure it based on how uh, much you pray or the hours you spent in prayer, you can measure it by one, the degree and dexterity of your understanding or comprehending of the image one, the character of Christ in experience not only understanding marginally but in experience whereby you can say I've experienced Christ in the month of August 2020 experientially so these are some of the things that you can use number two we can use these indices they are scattered from Genesis to Revelation number two, your growth through the communion you have with the person of the Holy Spirit is one of the indices that can be measured, that's why the Bible says Enoch walked with God and he was not for God to him. God took uh, Enoch why? Because of the communion that he had that particular time with the person of the Holy Spirit, the Bible spoke of uh, Noah that Noah among the whole generation that was rotten, he was the most righteous person. So you use these things, they are a lot, they are scattered from Genesis to Revelation, but I have just computed two. So these things now, when you have the ability to measure your spiritual growth based on this, it brings revelation to you on who you are, what you're supposed to do, and what God is expecting from you. There is a lot of expectation that God expects you to do in this time which God has given unto you. If God is going to keep me for 100 years, there are expectations that are shrouded or enshrined in the purpose in which God has given unto me. So when you understand scriptures now, there is a truth that scripture can endure in you and that truth, it secures every revelation that is spoken to you. So when you study the scriptures, there's a truth that comes to you. And that truth, it secures every revelation that comes to you. Which means, if the revelation is not in line to or within the coordinates of the scripture, there is a truth that can help you to secure that revelation. But if you don't read the Bible, if you are not infested with in the scriptures, every revelation which comes to you and every revelation can toss you to and fro because there are a lot of doctrines and revelations that are preached today and there are some revelations that are dogmatic they have got scriptural supports some people they come and they say paying of tithes it's not within our civilization or our dispensation and they use scriptures again to support those revelations but if a person of scripture That scripture and the truth of the scripture secures every revelation that comes to you. So which means you will not be a guinea pig of every person who is trying a revelation. Because when a person is trying to try a revelation, they use guinea pigs. You are on your social media and revelation is posted. Why? Because you don't get the truth that secures revelations. You get that revelation. Are we together? And the devil now... When you don't have that uh, truth, you can use any revelation, any loophole that is within your spirit to manipulate you. After he manipulates you, he kills you. what the devil's business is to kill, steal, and destroy. So when you don't have enough revelation, he manipulates you and he kills you because the devil, he loves attention. But the only platform that provides for that attention is the platform of ignorance. So, the devil will never come to your life without an attention. He first of all checks for an attention. Then, when you give him a platform of attention through ignorance, he uses now the gaps and the loopholes in the lack of understanding to come into life. Then he destroys your spirituality, your Christianity, and he destroys everything about you. So, don't give the devil an attention. He will never come to your life without uh, you giving him an attention. So in any meeting that was ordained by God, four things must and should happen. And the first thing uh, that you're going to be looking at is encounters. Somebody encounters. Wow. And when you're dealing with encounter, I want you to open Hebrews 12, verse 22. I say that the heading of today is expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. So as we are in Hebrews chapter. Twelve, verse twenty-two. Are we there? Is someone there already? Yeah, yeah. Hebrews twenty-two. Uh, Hebrews twelve, verse twenty-two. Can you read, uh, Mister Flattin? But you have come to Mount Zion. But you've come where? To Mount Zion. Yes. And to the city of the living God, the in heavenly in Jerusalem. Yes. To the innumerable company of angels. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn. Yes who are registered in heaven yes. to God, the judge of God, to the spirits of just men, made perfect to Jesus. To the spirit of what? To the spirits of just men, made perfect to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of speaking that speaks better things than that of others. God bless the reading of which words? Are you getting uh, the mind of God based on encounters? Uh, if the assembly is authorized by God, then they must and they have to be encounters. And the Bible says, ye have come unto the Mount Zion, and it begins to describe things that happen and found there. It says in Mount Zion, there is an innumerable number of angels, not just members. Angels are there together, and again, the Bible says, and the spirit of just men or righteous men that were redeemed in heaven, we have been made perfect. Which means, in a congregation like this, in a meeting like this, what you must expect right now is I'm preaching there are angels, innumerable number of angels that are in this place. Then, they, there is A number spirits, again, of just people that were made perfect by God. So it must be your revelation that when I'm coming to the house of God, I don't just come to the house of God to hear the word. I don't just come to the word of God to preach or to just pray. But I come to the house of God with an expectation that I must encounter something. Somebody shout encounter. I don't hear you. The Bible says, but rather you have come to Mount Zion, even to the city of the living God, which means this assembly, the moment you come, is transferred and transmobulated from just being a house, but it com- becomes the living city of the Most High God. When it comes to, the, uh, uh, to become the living city of the Most High God, the Bible says it becomes the heavenly Jerusalem. And to countless multitude of angels in festival gatherings, which means when I come to the house of God on a day like this, I'm not only coming to a room, but I'm coming to a city of God. And that city has got a name. The name of the city is called New Jerusalem. And in that city, again in the Bible, verse 23 says, and to the church somebody shout church an assembly of the firstborn who are registered as citizens in heaven and to the god who is judge of all and to the spirit of the righteous the redeemed in heaven which means when you are coming to the house of god where my power and my obedience is that i know that i am registered in heavenly places so i'm not just coming as a member Uh, of the church, but I am a member that is registered under the heavenly ascensory. And again among us, there are spirits of just men, the spirit of Abraham, the spirit of Moses, the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of every just man, uh, every patriarch that you read about, the spirit of Peter and John is around. That's why the same Hebrew uh, says that we have got a cloud of witnesses that is above us, that are always witnessing for us Making intercessions for us. So when you come to the house of God, it's a place of encounter. We read about Jacob. The Bible says, when Jacob was running away from his brother Esau, he went to a place called Mahaneim near a uh, Jacob River. The Bible says he met up with angels. It There they they were, they were many a myriad of angels, multitudes of angels, is an encounter. Glory to Jesus. These angels, they never said anything unto Jacob. They never touched Jacob. But the most important thing, they encountered the life of Jacob and the destiny of Jacob. So when an angel encounters with you, it does not encounter with the physical you. It encounters with your destiny. encounters with your vision and dreams. It encounters again with your spirit. Then Jacob realized that this place it's not just an ordinary place, but it's a place of encounter. And he called the place Mahaneim, which means a place of encounter. So which means, as you are coming from your house, you are coming from a generation of spirits, necromancer spirits. You are coming from broken foundations. The first place before you get into destiny is the place of encounter. God makes you to have encounters. Hallelujah, glory be to Jesus. Amen. God makes you have encounters with just spirits, with just men. You are running away from witchcraft, you are running away from the spirit of lack from your family. But the first place that you come is the house of God. It's the place of encounter. Some of a short encounter. When you come to the house of God, maybe the prophet is not going to speak with you but there's an angel that you encounter or that you meet up with your destiny so your destiny is now being corrected by an angel glory to jesus so these encounters they are good in that they will create avenues for you you read about joseph the bible says joseph is looking for his brother so that he may give them food to eat you went to the place that was directed by his father jacob say your brothers you are going to find them there but the moment you go to the place the brothers had already forget the place then he is now confused in that particular place he doesn't even know what to do where to go where to turn to the bible says an angel or the bible says a certain a a, a certain angel came unto joseph met up with the joseph and said what are you looking for and joseph said i'm looking for my brothers and the angel said, I'm going to give you direction. I'm going to give you a map to where your brother is. I'm going to give you a compass to where your brothers are. And the place was called Dothani. Dothani which means a place of every encounters. Then the Bible says when uh, Joseph uh, took the place and uh, the way that was given by the angel of God, he met up with his brothers. Which means in life, you need a spirit of encounter. Spirit that encounters with your mind, with your spirit, so that you may meet up with your destiny. The reason why we are missing up our destinies is because nothing is encountered with our spirit. The moment and the day the God of heaven, the angels, meet up with your spirit, you walk up in an interview. The interviewer is not going to refuse a job. Why? Because there is an encounter between your spirit and the angel of God. We are encountering people each and every time who always gives us references to say, go, you'll get a job. No, you don't need just men to encounter with you. You need to speak to encounter something so that when you go back home, those demons that were waiting to kill you, that were waiting to destroy you, when you encounter with the spirit of God, the demons, they will see a changed person. Are we together? They will not touch you. They will not dare you demons and sicknesses that have been uh, ruling in your body, why? Because there is a divine encounter in your life. Those demons they will check out Are we together. Why? Because your spirit is encountered with God. So anything that is demonic, that is negative, will not yet it's, uh, place in your body. Why? Because there is an encounter. I prophesy this afternoon. Let God cause an encounter in your spirit. The first thing and the most important encounter that a person can have in life is when your spirit encounters with the divinity. The moment your spirit encounters with the divinity, we encounters with the angels, it transforms you. People do not, not start to judge you the way you they used to see you, they will judge you differently altogether. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. So, I want to prophesy this afternoon that let there be divine encounters in your life, Amen. in your business, let there be divine encounters, in your school, let there be divine encounters. Amen. Number two, transformation. Some of a short transformation. Romans uh, chapter 12, subsection 2, is a class a classic scripture that we usually use when we are dealing with transformation. Can somebody uh, read Romans uh, chapter 12, subsection 2? Then we explain uh, uh, and what is transformation. So we are going to use this class, uh, classic scripture of transformation. Romans chapter 12, subsection 2. Romans chapter 12, subsection 2. Romans chapter twelve, subsection two. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is what is accepted and perfect definitely... Glory to the Lord. Jesus. So the ministry of the world. Why are we preaching like this? The ministry of the world. It brings transformation. What brings transformation to a person is not when we read a lot of books. But transformation is brought by the ministry of the word. Not only the word, but the ministry of the word. It brings transformation, one, in our understanding. It brings understanding again uh, in things that we meet up with in life. So there will be the transformation in your understanding, in your knowledge, in your wisdom through the ministry of the word. Apostle Paul said that uh, do not be conformed to this world and this age or this fashion after, and don't adapt its external, sacrificial customs, superficial customs, but be transformed, be changed, some shout transformation, transformation, by the entire renewal of your mind. So we need now the means of the word to touch our mind. We need the means of the word to transform our mind. So that access uh, to, uh, to the light of the word it brings change and shifts in our lives. That access, again, it opens up our mind so that we no longer look through a His lens. When there's a transformation, you will not look through a His lens. You will start now to see directly about it together. Right. So transformation, mind. There is something important about the mind. What is this mind? The reason why God gave people the mind that we call the soul is for significance because the mind is that interface between the spirit and the body the spirit always wants to communicate with the body and the body again wants to take orders from the spirit but this there is a gap or a dimension or a chasm between the spirit and the body so god now gave humanity the mind which comes the interfacing That's why a lot of theologians, they argue the fact that man is tripartite. They say man is tripartite in operation, but is not tripartite. When it comes to operation, it's fine. But when it comes to life, man is not tripartite. Why? Because there are two dimensions that they argue that there is a spiritual dimension and there is a physical dimension. Are you tracking with me? So when we deal with these two dimensions, when your spirit leaves your body, it goes to the spirit, and your body goes back to the ground. Where does the mind or the soul go? So they said we cannot create another third dimension that is called the soul dimension, because there is no soul dimension. But now the soul has got an advantage that it can have access to the spirit and access to the physicality. Is the only item that can have access to the spirit and to the physicality. Our body cannot get access to the spirit without interface of the mind. And my spirit, it cannot just come to my body without interface of the mind. Are we together? So, this is what the devil does. When a person is said to be crazy, you meet up with a person that is crazy in the street of Pretoria City. The spirit of that person is serious with the spirit because the spirit cannot be crazy. And the man is has got the body, that when you look at the man, you know that the man is with the body. The man is not disabled. But why is it this man cannot function totally, he cannot function 100%? It's because the interface between the spirit and the body has been manipulated by the devil. It has been affected. So the spirit now is trying to communicate to the body, but the interface, that is called the mind, or the soul has been affected and manipulated by divination. Has been manipulated by witchcraft. Are you tracking with me? Has oh, nice. been manipulated by the spirit of sorcery. So the spirit now it cannot have access. It cannot find expression through the mind to the body. So the boat again it wants now to communicate to the spirit. The boat cannot find expression why? Because the interface. Between the body here and the spirit here, that is called the mind. It has been manipulated. So when the devil wants to cause confusion in your life, when he wants to make you somebody, that is dull, he does not touch your spirit. He does not touch your body. He touches the interface that is called the mind. So when your mind is tempered with, your spirit now, when it passes through your mind, it just takes the information that is in your mind to the body. So when it comes through your soul, the spirit, it just takes the, or the residue of that which is in your mind, then it connects to the body. So, when the devil now is coming with any satanic necromancer, nebulous, obnoxious spirits, he goes now to the mind that is the interface. Then he affects the mind and the interface. The man that we are saying is crazy, the man has got the spirit of God, the man has got a good body, the man has got complexion, the man is, you know, he's looking so handsome. But what is it that is affecting this man from having a proper cognition from having a proper life is the, a manipulation of the interface that is called the mind so now the theologians they say that this mind it does not have a dimension of its own who stays in that dimension of the mind no one the dimension of the spirit we know that there is god the dimension of humanity we know that we are there and some other creatures So they say man is tripartite only in operation, but when it comes to man himself, man is a spirit. Man is a spirit that is in a body. So it's a spirit that has come to encompass itself in a body. But there must be now a transformation through the ministry of the word to our mind so that whatever the Holy Spirit wants to communicate to our body can be communicated. So when my mind is clean, when my mind is perfected and consummated, the Holy Spirit can pass Hallelujah. Amen. And it can communicate good news to my body. When again there is order in my mind, it's easy for my body to take orders from my spirit. Because our spirit that God has given unto us is a gentle spirit. It does not force you to hear him. It he does not force even in your body to take actions. So whenever you do something that is negative, something that is demonic, you must forgive your body. Because bodies, they just take orders from the interface of the mind the mind, he listens to the Holy Spirit so the devil, what he does he comes and he blocks you from hearing the spirit, when he blocks you he starts now to speak his own things to the body, you tell your body that body don't go to church today you better go, there is that is singing somewhere or this voice of uh, uh, Johnny Volikoti they, are, they have got uh, something that they are doing so when your body now goes there, maybe it's that uh, a theater, theatre. when your body is just a servant of what is coming from the mind so as now when we beat, even our mothers they beat the body, when I still sugar, the body is just a servant of the mind, the interface they start to beat the body the mind is laughing and say you don't know what you are doing, you foolish people if you knew you could transform this daughter we will transform this child. Are we together? When a woman or a man is cheating, committing adultery, the husband is beating the wife, you know, and the devil of adultery, mm-hmm. the demon of adultery is laughing and saying, You don't know what you're doing. The body is just taking orders and it's my slave. So just imagine how the body is being affected. It's a slave to the mind. Then you beat it again. Are we together? So when now you are digressing to the place of poverty the mind is just following the traits of poverty. When the mind says no, don't go to work, just sit. Things will just be uh, cool for you. The body is just a servant. So when people look at you, they will start to beat. They will ambush your body. They will flop your body. Are are we together? They will trivialize you and say you you don't think. But the mind is the one that is the issue. So now God is saying let that mind receive transformation through the ministry of the word. When the mind receives transformation through the ministry of the world, I tell you on a Friday, you can hear I'm a piano and you are feeling like you want to go. But because there's transformation, your mind will, will pull back your, 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 your body and say, No, buddy, you got to sleep out together. Yeah. The moment you feel like I have received my salary, I can't pay my tithes. The mind is telling you so and saying, Yo, You know, body, don't even put your hands in your pockety. Keep your pocket closed. But because this transformation, that interface that is called the mind will help your body and say, No, don't worry. Just dip into your pocket and do something that is spiritual. Are we together? Yes. So we don't have to hate our bodies. When we are looking at a person, a person who does not understand. A person who is very difficult to deal with it. The first thing that we must check is the mind. Are we together? Amen. Our bodies is adjust the adjusted servants, which means if your mind can be taken and be put on your child or your brother, your brother will act exactly like you. Are we together? Amen. That's why there's an old saying which says, a base of the same feather, the flock together. The flocking is not about flying, the flocking is about how they think. Their mentality, how they behave, are we together? Which means our generation again, if we are not going to think positively, they are going to inherit the benevolence of how we think. They'll become victims of our thinking, are we together? So when I steal in shop, right? It's not the body. People they say beat him, flog him, mama panda. It's not the body. It's my mind that is stolen. Are we together? So they try to beat me. Before, after they beat me, I will go again and steal in general And they beat me again, when I'm in purple, so a thief is a thief everywhere. Are we together? Until the interface that is called the mind is transformed by the word of God. Are we together? Amen. That's why the Bible says, but we all with the first Unveiled, beholding him as in a mirror. Are we together? So that when now our minds are transformed now, we look at Jesus Christ. We look as if we are looking at a mirror. When I look at Jesus, it's like I'm seeing my image. Have you ever gone to a mirror, a big mirror, you are looking at yourself. When you a mirror captures your image, and then there is a problem with your hair, maybe there are, there are some residues of your blindness in your hair, then you are looking at yourself, and you try to put your hand on the mirror. You not self yourself. What you need to do, the mirror is reflected you, but the change must be here. If I realize that, no, my jacket I did not pin, and I'm looking at myself on a mirror, then I try to pin the jacket that is in the mirror, that's wrong. I must come back now because it's just a mirror and a reflection, and I start to correct here. What I correct here is corrected in the mirror. Are we together? What I corrected from the, from the mirror side is corrected within the mirror. But a lot of us, we are trying to correct what we are seeing on the mirror. The actions that we are seeing outside through the body. Our mirror is our mind. Are we together? The Bible says our spirits They are the mirror, your spirit, or your mind is is that mirror of your spirit, are we together? So when God wants to look at you, he uses that soul, that spirit to look at you. So when you want to deal with whatever you are being affected with, we know that we all have got issues, are are we together? We all have got issues. We can be Christians, but I've got my issues, you have got your issues. Some of us, you have got dice issues. Some of us, you have got rental issues. Some of us, you have got drinking issues. Some of us, we have got many, everybody has got an issue. I can be a pastor, but it is difficult for me to pay tithe. That's my issue. Some of us, we have got many issues. Some of us, we have got women issues. So every person who comes to the house of God has got an issue. But when you are dealing with that issue, don't deal with what you are seeing in the mirror. That board is the mirror. Deal with the mind. Let there be transformation. Some short transformation. Transformation. I'm saying transformation. Transformation. So we are not only beholding and stopping there. When you behold, we are being changed. The Bible says so. We behold ourselves and we behold the image of God, and we are being changed each and every time. all together. Number three, love. Some short love. First John chapter four, subsection eight. The third thing that should happen. While we are opening first John chapter four, verse eight, the third thing that should happen in a meeting where God is truly represented is that an opportunity should be given for the love and the power of God to manifest among his people. There must be an opportunity that is given so that the Holy Spirit may manifest it. Someone short love. Nah. I told you short love. Nah. Are we there? First John chapter four, subsection eight. Can you take it and read None of what? He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Amen. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So the third thing that should happen in a meeting, if you can put it down, it's fine, you can put it down. The third thing that should happen in a meeting where God is truly represented is that an opportunity, should be given for the love, the power of God to manifest among His people. God is love, and the character of love is that it gives. So every love has got a character, and the character of love. One of the most significant character of love is that love it gives. When lives are being changed, when when people are being prophesied, taken out of poverty, it's a showcase of love from God. Are we together? So the benevolence of God must be represented in a meeting because God is a God of benediction. He's a benevolent God. He's a God of blessings. So whatever God does and whatever God is written in his Bible, that is scattered in his Bible, it must be represented when people come to church. Lives when they are changed, yokes when they are broken, when destinies are changed, when age-long captivities end overnight, that is the signature of God's love to the, in the midst of his people. So when God wants to put a signature, there must be a transformation, Their things must be changed, there must be deliverance, people must receive healing, prophecies must come away together, then it's that, that one it becomes the signature of God, which means apart from the preacher's preaching, God must put a signature, I have come to the house of God, I am confused. I don't know which way to take, I don't know what to do. But when God gives me a solution and an idea, after the preaching, it becomes God's signature. Are we together? Amen. Are you talking with me? Amen. So more than an endorsed or an endorsement of the preaching of the man of God, God is a message, and the message of God is the message of love. You always say, I am love. The Bible says he said, I've loved you with an everlasting love, which means the love of God is not a uh, dimensional only, it's not dispensational, it goes from the day he loved you, he could continue to love you. You cannot feel it that God is loving me, but God is continuing to love you. Are we together? The same way, sickness, infinities, infinities that approach from the devil and different uh, elements that are caused by the devil in our bodies are like letters from the devil or from Satan to God using men as a paper. So which means when I'm coming to the house of God and I'm sick, I'm affected with the ailments, I'm in a difficult situation, to me it's just a situation, but to the devil it's not just a situation, but it's a letter that is writing to God using men as a paper to say God, you say you are a God of integrity, you say you are a God who is full of profit profit and modicum, but I want to write a letter to you, through your people, that you say you are blessed. Are we together? So when you see the difficulties, when you see some uh, squabbles in the family, when you see altercations between uh, uh, tribes, between communities, it's not just an altercation, uh, get me right, get me right, are we together? It's a letter that the devil is writing to God, through you as a person that God has said I've loved you because the devil is trying to test the integrity of God. God, after he said that, I've loved you with an everlasting life. The devil always wants to test it. So he brings sicknesses in your body. He brings witches to bewitch you. He brings a divinators. He brings fortune tellers to tell your life. He brings people to destroy your life on the spiritual basis on the physical basis. He brings haters in your space. In your corridors. When he brings them now, they are not just letters. haters. These are letters that are being written to God by the devil. So when I have got any negative situation, I now understand through the revelation of God that this is not just a situation, but it's a letter that is being written to my God because God said, I've loved you with an everlasting uh, uh, love. So, when now God is going to, 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 to reply to you, he must reply using something or his blessings or benevolence over your life. Are we together? Amen. So, he rise on a man as a paper of the devil, enough that that man is the zenith of God's creation. Somebody shout, I'm God's creation. 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 So when you rise now to that man who is the zenith of God's creation, above everything that God has created, we are at the apex. Of god's creation Amen. we are at that sweet uh, summit of god's creation we are that zenith of god's creation so he does not write on an animal because he knows that if he makes your cows or he makes your goats to be sick you slaughter and eat when he writes that now that becomes a mockery on god's integrity and on god's modicum so when god now stretches his hands over your life to heal you, to touch you. It's not only a healing, uh, get me right, people of God. Amen. When God stretches his hands over your life to take you from a financial uh, predicaments to a financial freedom and independence, it's not just a breakthrough, but it's a later now that God is writing to the devil using you as his child to say, I'm still the king of kings, I'm still the Lord of lords bring the best that you can, devil, to my children. But I'm going to give you a better reply. Okay. He the Job, with the devil, and he said, I'm going to take and strip him of his position, strip him of his status quo. But God said, don't worry, uh, devil, you've taught the job from uh, verse 2 up to uh, chapter 2, up to chapter 40, 41. But I want you to visit chapter 42, devil. We are going to see Job praying for his friends instead of his friends praying for him I'm going to cause Job to pray for his friends on chapter 46 going onwards I'm going to re- return and restore Job to me. And I can, can I prophesy like a minute. Amen. I'm going to restore him. So, Which means that the ending of Job is going to be greater than his beginning. It's a letter that now God is writing back to the devil. Okay. Right now God is saying in this meeting, Yes, you've come to the house of God, but I'm going to show my love to you. And I'm going to shift your life and I'm going to change your life. It's a letter to the demons from where you are coming from. You may be coming from the slums of Silabriam. You may be coming from the slums of Hayyipupo. But God is saying, don't worry, you are a later that I'm going to use. So that when you go back to your people, they are going to look at you and say, I really you. And you are going to say I am a letter." That's what Apostle Paul said. Don't you know that you are an epistle unto God. We are us that when the devil is looking at us, he reads us. So when God now brings you to a place of production, a place of value, it is a letter to the devil that the devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. Miracle signs and wonders do not if they don't happen miracle signs and wonders To the degree that brings glory to the Christ and begins to represent the names and attributes of God we have felt. Are we together? So, there must be miracles, there must be signs and wonders when people come to the house of God. That when they come, they must represent the glory of Christ. And that glory must be captured with you, they must be captured with your generation. It must not only be spiritual to say, Did you hear it? It was spiritual. I yet there were some movements in my head. No, that glory must be captured. So that when you leave this house, you say, No, I touched the God. Are we together? Amen. I said, Are we together? Amen. The names of God should not just be believed theologically or historically. But there should be demonstration of the reality of any name of God. Which means when we come to the house of God and we say he is Eros Paracletus, this must not only be believed theoretically, or it must not only be believed historically or theologically, but they must be a manifestation of that name. Are we together? So when I come to the house of God, our God is a God who gives, He's a, a benevolent God is a God who blesses. When praise goes up, blessings must come down, not only theologically, but there must be an experience of God in our lives. That becomes the signature of God's love. Are we together? When God wants to sign something, he brings his love unto his people and unto his church. Can I preach like I feel it in this place? Yeah. So, when we call him El Shaddai, we are in worship. Maybe there is a preaching and somebody say El Shaddai. There must be space, if you can put it down, there must be space in your life where that name can be represented so that when you are teaching your posterity through tutorage, it will not be from history. So when we say El Shaddai, there must be a space created in you. That space, when it's created, it represents the name El Shaddai in your life. So that when that name El Shaddai is represented in your life you sit down your brothers and sisters and say our God is El Shaddai it does not become history it does not become theology but it becomes an experience to them because they are going to ask you when you say El Shaddai what did God do for you that you termed him El Shaddai so there must be space in your life when we say Rafa that's why when God is dealing with people usually wants to use people that have been sick in the midst of healing usually wants to use people that are coming from a backgrounds that are questionable backgrounds that are very down in deliverance so that when i take you out from that pity i know where i am taking you from if i'm coming from a house of abuse and i'm caught in a deliverance of any minister of deliverance through a no maybe i have to give away from poverty because i don't understand how poverty feels it's very difficult for me to create a space in your life that the name of of god is god who prospers can find expression so god always wants to find people that are broken People that do not have ideas that are confused in the ministries of deliverance, those that are coming from well-to-do backgrounds, they are used in teaching. But when it comes to the ministry of witchcraft, he usually uses a person that is coming down from center, a person that is coming down from Chimani Mani Chipinke. Why? Because these people, when they were growing up, they were being greeted by snakes. How are you? Good morning. So, you, know, you, know, you know, baboons, they used to cook for them. So they know when they're speaking about witchcraft. Are we together? There are places that when you travel, the baboons, they greet you. Baboons, they even sell mangoes to you. Are we together? Are we together? So, when a person is coming from that region and he's called to deliverance, I tell you, that person, he knows. When you say, man of God, there is a good one, there is a mouse in my house. And that mouse, I don't understand it. Whenever I put 150 runs, I, I, it takes 50 runs. The person will not say, ah, this is just a myth. You will say, I understand it better. Where I'm coming from, we had the dogs that could sing in the night. They could sing hallelujah hallelujah eh. So this, this one is a spirit, it's not just a reti, it's a spirit, are we together? So God is not gonna use you if you've never met these things, are we together? If you've may, never met a spooky, God will never use in that area, are we together? Why so that his love may be projected to his people? Can I probably say like a minute? So, you end up saying to your generation, what you have seen, what you have experienced, and what you have touched is what I'm going to give you. So, God wants you to experience His names. He wants you to touch His names. He wants you to see His names. So that when you stand now, 20 years from today, you say, "My child, my brother and sister, what have you heard? what i've touched and what i've seen is what i'm giving up to you Amen. i'm not giving you theology that was preached by prophet brian but i touched it i we together Amen. i prophesy upon this place that let the love of god start to be showcased in life Amen. number four impartation. So I'm a short impartation i don't hear you short impartation. impartation and romans one subsection 11 then we are going to close and we are going to pray are you ready Romans chapter 1, verse 11. I said, are you ready? Amen. I don't hear you. I said, are you ready? Amen. Shout like you mean it. Are you ready?
1: Amen.
0: Re- Romans chapter 1, verse 11. We are dealing with impartation. We wake up and we bring it home. Only. For so I long to see you, that I may have to do some spiritual gift so that you may expect Glory be to Jesus. So the fourth thing that should happen when we gather like this is that there must be impartations. And this impartation, I want you to take a note. This impartation is not just from the man of God to you. Impartation is more than just the transference of graces. But it's the mingling of graces. A lot of us we thought that impartation is when the man of God preaches then there's a transference of grace over my life. But impartation is for two dimensions. There's a dimension where we transfer power, where we transfer possibilities, where we transfer prophecy, where we transfer the grace of God, where we transfer the realities of God as it is captured in the Spirit. But there's another dimension that we neglect. That is the dimension of mingling. So there must be mingling of graces. Because, you see, in an atmosphere like this, this atmosphere, it's not only the teacher or the anointing of the man of God or the anointing of the prophet or an apostle that is at work. In an atmosphere like this, it's not only the atmosphere of a bishop that is at work. Someone that is seated next to you, behind you, ahead of you, you can also share a grace that your destiny is looking for. So that's the mingling of the graces. So when you come to the house of God now with expectation, don't just expect the Prophet Brian, but there must be mingling of graces that brings impartation into life. Someone who is sitting next to you may have the grace of knowledge, grace of wisdom, yet you are looking to the prophet and saying, I'm looking for wisdom, then you 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 ignore, you neglect uh the person that is sitting next to you, you don't agree Can she bring to me is just this ah, evil. She cannot just preach, she cannot just pray. But this grace that functions upon your life, maybe it's a grace of opportunities. So the moment you become active and you start to connect yourself, when she's not even aware of, about it, you connect to your spirit, you connect to your grace. After you leave this place, someone will call you and say, We've been looking for you for the past five months that we want to give you, we are not going to give anyone, we want you to do the project. Then you ask yourself for the past five months, no, they were looking for me, they were waiting for me. Why? Because there is a mingling of grace. Somebody shout grace. I don't hear you. So your sensitivity should not only be on the person preaching, it should be on the multifaceted dimensions of God that are scattered within a certain vicinity. There are multifaceted dimensions of grace that are scattered within this vicinity. While I'm standing here, there's a grace that is there, a grace that is there, a grace that is there. So God now, according to his designs, He scattered these graces. You are not just people. A man is not just a man. I think I've told you, every man is a mystery. Every man is a convention of ministries. So if you understand that a man is a mystery, you start to receive things from that man. So when you come and you are Sitting on those chairs, to me you are not just people, I see graces that are scattered within the multifaceted dimensions of God's grace, I see these dimensions that are within my vicinity within my proximity, so what I do when I'm sitting there or I'm preaching I activate myself I become sensitive to say whatever that I'm doing is brought here this Sunday I'm going to take it so I may not come to you and say I've taken this from you but because I'm sensitive enough and I understand the technology of God that when people gather like this the amount of faceted dimensions of graces that are scattered within a vicinity within a proximity within an assembly I start to take things from you then after sometimes I was not a good uh, preacher I start to preach better I was not maybe good in intercession. I started with power of intercession. Amen. Maybe I was not a good a giver. I started to be a giver. All together. Amen. Maybe fasting for me, it was difficulty. But because I tapped into aggressive, I start now to fast like never before. Then you can come to me, because you don't have that knowledge, and say, but man, I used to fast 7 days, 7 nights. How come you fasted 21 days, 21 nights? You don't know that I connected to aggressive. But after connecting to aggressive, I called for a dimension of speed. And I said, God, give me speed. When she was fasting seven days, I'm going to take 14 days. Are we together? Okay. Am I communicating? Okay. So you must be expecting, don't trivialize people. We have got a people that have got a problem that when you see each other, we trivialize each other. Maybe according to our backgrounds, according to our spirituality, according to our color, according to our height. But every man that you meet, that man is not just a man. It is a compendium of mysteries. It is a secret. That's why Abraham Abraham was affected in his life. The man could not sow and harvest. The man had no speed. The man was affected in terms of material things. But the moment he met up with Melchizedek, he realized that this is not an ordinary man. I'm just, I have to give a seat. Then when he gave a seat unto Melchizedek, all the children that was in his loyalty, dimensions were opened for she. Amen. So you need to respect the people that are sitting. Maybe you may not come and say, I respect you, but be sensitive in an atmosphere like this. I, I, can, can, can I promise I, like I feel it. Maybe I don't have the grace to pray. Somebody here can pray better than me. You need to, uh, to to connect. So if you don't have the grace to connect, it will take you some years for you now to reach that zenith of prayer. Why? Well, because you are just expecting things from me. But when you realize that we are a mystery, we are an assembly of mysteries, we are a compendium of mysteries, you start now to respect every person's grace. Are we together? Amen. Maybe you are a singer, and someone who's not singing like you has got a graceful dose. Then you respect that person. Before you know it, someone just say, I saw a clip of you, 30 seconds clip. We want to produce for you, and we are going to find your project. What if happened? I met up with someone that can open dimensions. Are we together? Right. So, if you can open up your heart in this dimension, while we are preaching like this, we are teaching, and we are speaking about grace, something can enter you. While you open your heart, something can enter you. And when that something enters you, you feel it after this service. That something has entered me. Can I promise that? Like I feel it. Right. It may not be the preacher. But the altar of every person that is sitting here, you may be sitting, but your altar is active. Are we together? Yeah. It's not only the preacher's altar that is active when a preacher is preaching. Every person's altar while we are sitting is active. So as it is active, it's the responsibility, honors, and obligation to connect to that altar. Uh, can I promise like a faith? i shout a short altar. Order. So you should not... You have to trivialize and leave people to go. Not that every person is older. If a person is with the grace to prosperity, that person is older is active right now. If the person is with the grace, even you are looking maybe for a breakthrough, that is 24 hours, some people, their orders of breakthroughs are active right now. Yeah. That's why Jesus Christ said, let these young people come to me. He understood that their orders are active. From the day they are given birth, their orders are active. That's why we always say, come, let's meet together, like what Apostle Paul said, that do not neglect the habit of meeting. What is this importance that is attached to meeting? This is the importance that I'm telling you. You can sit home and say, I'm waiting, I'm going to wait. And maybe I'm going to call the prophet to say, give me the message of Sunday. You have missed not only one, one altar, you missed the fifth altars. are we together? So if you are 20 in the house of God, you have got the grace and ability to connect to 20 altars. Are you believe in this no. i said are you believing this no. my altar is active and your altar is active glory be to jesus so when you come to the house of god now you must hear specifics that after the preaching of the gospel you must not just go home and say ah things were fine they must be specifics to say i went to the house of god i was not feeling well but when i came out i received a healing are we together Amen. when you left the church of god you must say, there is a grace that came upon me. The grace that I didn't, I didn't come with when I came to the house of God. There is speed that came to me. You must say, there is restoration that came to me. There is an appetite to pray that came to me. There are spiritual things. That came upon my life seven hunger that came upon me these are specifics i we together there is an ingressing that came upon my life an anointing that i didn't come with on a sunday that came upon my life i we together so you must be having specifics after so met up with samuel the bible says after so left samuel so knew what had happened upon his life he was not ignorant, and he was not in confusion to the fact that something came upon you. He knew that as Samuel said, I'm going to prophesy, so in a, prof- a prophetic anointing, has come upon my life. Samuel told him that you are a king. He knew that the kingship anointing is upon my life. And Samuel told him that you're going to meet three people. The one holding the bread, the other one meat, and the other one wine they are going to offer you these things He knew the specifics can you prophesy like I feel it Amen. after this service I prophesy let there be a divine expectation of my life that devil was Elijah Amen. I'm expecting a shift and a change in my life It must be a proper expectation transformation in my mind Amen. I pray and I declare upon this person whenever you come to the house of God expect an encounter in life Amen. an encounter that you are going to get only a personal encounter is a generational encounter that is going to save your posterity. After Joseph encountered with an angel, the encounter that God had with an angel is the same encounter that his children had after he was gone. Can I prophesy like a spirit? I don't just come to the house of God to preach, but I'm expecting a divine encounter. Not just come out to the Mount Zion when we see branches. He said I'm gonna love you and I'm gonna give you. Even though he had one, but he said I'm gonna give you. Of the word of God, i got to profess of our life. What transforms the mind is not the food that we eat, it's not the service that we see, but it is the ministry of the word. Whenever the word is coming to me, it's not just coming for motivation and exhortation, but it's coming for a transformation. From a word. So when a word is coming to me, it's not only coming to me so that it, it may not meet the what is it's not only there for numbing it's not only there that you can harness me but it's for transformation I prophesy, let that be a transformation to my generation, to my mind so that when I capture a reality that reality must be up to my generation through transformation the fourth and the last thing is impartation somebody short impartation so when I for I am yearning to see that I may impart and share with you some spiritual gift to strengthen and establish. So what does an impartation do? It gives you strength and it's that things that you should have worked for 10 years through impartation you can climb in a second ah, can I prophesy I can finish. the answers that you should have used prayer to get through impartation you get answers things that you should have seen it for 7,000, 10,000 through impartation you get those things can you hear what Apostle Paul said that so far my impartation, I'm willing and equal. And still reliance to the two festival, also to Pretoria, your extra Can I prophesy like a fetish For in the gospel of righteousness, with God, we are scribes and we are refuted. Can I prophesy like a fridge? And Apostle Paul said, for God is left and indignation. I refuted from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who are in their wickedness. It may not be operative, but through revelation, it has to be operative. 19. He said, "For so that which is known about God is evident to them, and made plain in their inner consciousness. So when there is transformation, things are made plain in your conscience, in your mind." you and it was plain it is in your consciousness forever since the creation of the world forever since that verse 20 the creation of the world his invisible nature, and attributes and character, that is his eternal power and divinity has been seen and made intelligible and clearly discernible and But what makes the spiritual to be tangible is your expectation. The bridge between what's in the spirit and what you must experience is expectation. What are you expecting this afternoon? In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I say in Jesus' mighty name we pray. We want to make declarations and pray right now. Are we together? Expectations. These are breeding grounds for miracles. Which means there are spiritual realities that are locked into. They are only captured in the spirit. But the interface between what's in the spirit and what you're going to experience is expectation. Expectations, they come from our hearts. They come from our mind. If you in your mind, according to the law of God, you are seeing yourself running with speed, owning companies, it's very difficult for God not to honor that which has been captured in the mind. It's easy to pull down somebody who has climbed a ladder of prosperity bodily, but a person who has gone up in the mind, that person can't pull him down. That's why Joshua said, as for me and my family, it's a conscious decision. It's very difficult to pull down. It's very difficult to destroy a person who has achieved here through transformation. It's very difficult a person who has pushed in his heart or mind to stop that person, are we together? Even animals, dogs, when they purpose, that's why in Shona they said, when the, It's a proverb, the chain of a dog is in the heart. The moment that dog purposes to go, it will tell you, it, You cannot uh, uh, bring it back. Until it finishes what it wants to do, then it comes back. So a person that has climbed a ladder here in the mind, and one thing that I think about the journey from your body to the mind, or the journey from your spirit to the mind, it doesn't need a visa it doesn't need a passport you just make a conscious decision to say yes, 2020 things have not been well but I'm not going to be a victim and I'm not going to be sophisticated by the difficulties predicament of 2020 I want to tell you one thing regardless of the negatives of 2020 the year 2020 is in the current of God the year 2020 is going to be talked on your ears which means if you are 20 in 2019 this year God is not going to say I'm going to exempt it because of difficulties and you are still 20 so that you may capture if you can't capture reality today 2021 will remain the same so which means when there is lockdown or no lockdown I must make it with God through my expectation. What are you expecting today? Who are you expecting today? Are we together? So we need now to come to the house of God understanding that I must encounter there must be expectations, there must be invitations. I must mingle with people with the different expectations. Tell you one thing. The person who last deserved his supper to Mandela in Robin Island, if he knew that every time he was ex- mingling with a person. I think that person every day was going to say, Papa, I'll give you five plates of pap." But people, they don't have sensitivity. I think the last day, Mandela was taken out of ruby. One, one guy, he just put a plate of pap and said, eat it. He didn't know that after weeks and months, he man going to become a president. Just imagine what happened to Obasanjo. The Obasanjo was in prison, and the people never thought he was going to become a president. And the last person, the warden, or whoever met up with Obasanjo, I think Obasanjo said, I need water. If it was me, I was going to bring drugs. And say, drink, drink, drink. Why? Because after that a day, he became the president. Just imagine, you are in prison, you are the warden, or you are the cellmate. You hear that Obasanjo is the president. You hear that uh, Mantella is the president. You think that if I had known, that man is a dimension, we are dimensions here. Which means, oh Papa Mandela is left a dimension. Everyone who's connected with the name, they're in a dimension. I told you one day that I was driving with one of my brother called National Mugabe. When we met up with the Metro in Cape Town, we were rushing to the airport. When they read, because he was flying, they read the passport, they read as a, ah, Nash Mugabe, oh, they changed the subject. How is Mugabe? Ah, you people, you're born in a family of money. Hey, take my phone number. No, they never charged him of anything. And, and he wanted to say. And I said, mm-mm, mm-mm. These are advantages. God scatters advantages to you. And I said, Don't say I don't know this Mugabe. Just say I'm the cousin. If we are cousins, if you're coming from Zimbabwe, you are my cousin, you're my cousin, you're my cousin. A person who's coming from Ghana, you are my cousin. Why? Because Mugabe was married there. Even when you go to Ghana, they say Zimbabweans, you Zimbabwe are my cousin. Why? Because of marriages. So I said. Just say yes, he's fine. So he said, no, ah, he's fine. It's only that, you know, there was a cool detail. Uh, but he's, he's doing well. He so no, so what are you doing captain? He's just driving. So they thought he was there for a trip. He had come maybe with a billion in his pocket to spend. The man is far away from that, but it's a dimension. So he's now escaping danger because of dimensions. So I decree and I Okay. I pray. Yes, I pray right now. Yes, I pray, I profess and I declare. Prophet, son, and I... Let there be divine encounters. In my life. I prophesy transformation in my life. I prophesy the spirit of love love. in my life. Uh I prophesy impartation in my life. Uh I want you to pray for these four things and they're gonna happen in your life.